The following show will contain spoilers, but trust us, you'll want to hear about it anyway. You little turds are going to have to learn you can't run from the ice cream man! Welcome to Subversive Cinema. These films risk causing harm! They should be burned! I'd like to do any of these two guys at the same time. What? Hell yeah! I don't owe you any book. No more books! Welcome to the show. You're back with me, Art, your host, your purveyor of the peculiar wrangler of the weird and sherpa to the strange. And today, we're going to talk about a film from none other than Baltimore's own Don Dohler. This is actually Don's very first theatrical film. 1978's The Alien Factor. Well, who the hell is Don Dohler, you're probably wondering. Well, there's a good chance you might have actually seen this movie or some of his other ones playing on MST3K or perhaps in the background of some movies. But we'll get into that. So, talking about this with me is my buddy Ken. He's back. Last season, you may remember, we talked about The Dark Backward, and now I've brought him on for a little bit of sci-fi schlock from the back roads of Maryland and Perry Hall. <laughs> How's yes. it going? <laughs> hey, great art. Thanks for having me, bud. Uh, oh, thanks, so we're, we're in season two, huh? Season two here. Yes, oh, we buddy. are. So, Don, you've first of all, before I get into the Don, have you ever heard of this movie? No. And are you happy I made you watch it? I am, and I'll explain exactly why shortly. <laughs> okay. So I, I do have to go ahead and, full disclosure, this movie, as well as anything that Don Dohler did, is a soft spot for me. Because Don was, we were friendly in Maryland, I knew him, and he was a bit of a mentor for me uh, when I wanted to make my very first movie. And he and his producing partner later on, Joe Ripple, they were both very, very supportive and they invited me to be on set for some of their later films and I got to talk with Don about his movies and just his life and it was really a cool experience and he just showed me how you could do what you wanted to do and 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 make a living like for a period of time this is what he did he made indie films sold them got enough money to provide for his family and made more movies and it was just awesome and of course you know none of these are you know mega impressive movies but he did everything himself, and he found ways to do it, and I have always admired him, and he passed away back in 2006, and uh, that was a real shame, but this, uh, the, the, his movies last forever, and I'm really excited to talk about it. So because of that, again, I have to say, everything's going to be colored with a little bit of respect for him, but, I, you know, obviously there's plenty of things to poke fun at, and he's very much aware, he was very much aware of that. So anyway, yeah, so cherished what he gave us and at the same time find a lot of comedy in them because indeed it's all fucking rubber suits, bad acting and Maryland accents. One, one of the uh, yeah, one of the uh, notes I wrote was aliens wrapped in trash bags. Yes, exactly. So <laughs> so as I as I said there, so uh, what is this? It, it, Alien Factor is a story about. <laughs> rubber suit aliens, bad acting, Maryland accents, and the smallest police station I've ever seen in my life. And it is just yes, darling is. all the way through. This was a mega, uber, ultra low budget thing. And, you know, I will say that 
for all the the failings it had, there were a couple things that they did that I thought were like awesome. Like when you see the composite shot of the spaceship and they're walking yeah. behind it, that's just old school camera trickery with a miniature yeah. up close, and they just made the ground look. And man, that was that was clever, you know. So this movie tells the story of an alien craft crashes on Earth, and lo and behold, there is a, a, a race of aliens that were transporting other aliens as a sort of menagerie. Those other aliens are dangerous, and they get let loose, and they begin killing people in the small fictional town of Maryland called Perry Hill, and then this mysterious stranger comes from another town claiming to be some sort of uh, physicist or something who's going to be there to save the day, and you find out he's actually an alien of the same race who was transporting these creatures, and he begins hunting them down to help out the inept sheriff <laughs> and, and his own little Barney Fife. And yes. uh, that's that's pretty much it. So there you go. So what did you think of the whole thing, Ken? Well, I hated it. I hated it from start to finish. I hated it all the way up until the last minute. And then I loved every minute of it. And I was so happy. I watched it again. I watched it twice. Just make sure that I got everything. Because I tell you what, I didn't miss shit the first time. That's good. That's commitment right there. <laughs> So let's let's talk about some characters. There's uh, it's not a huge cast, but there are oh. certainly enough people that we could uh, pinpoint some interesting uh, things on. So any characters stand out to you, and why? The first character I wrote down was uh, Jack the Sheriff. Right, his yeah. name's Jack, right? Uh, uh, sheriff Cinder. Yes. 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 So uh, I wrote him down first because he's he's prevalent throughout the whole thing, and like you know, he's. Uh, we're not. I don't want to talk about the acting because it's all just really, really bad. But like, wait, you mean like this? What about Mary Jane, Jack? Well, I don't know. The doc just took her in. What do you want us to do with Rex? Well, let's leave him in the car for now. Conviction. <laughs> Love it. Everything was trying to remember the line. What's the next thing we're supposed yeah. to say? Long pauses, the phone call scenes between two people, and it was awesome. Oh, yes. Yeah, it was worse than that other guy you showed me. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, so, um, I, I, you know, watching at first, I was trying to figure out, like, which characters are going to stay, because, you know, there was that trio of guys that I was like, oh, those are my boys, you know, those are my guys, but they, they went out and got killed. Yep. Um, uh, which, by the way, one of those three was Don, the director himself, doing a cameo. Oh, really? Yeah, he played one of those characters. He was, uh, there was a guy with a beard, then there was a taller dude, and then Don was the other guy who's slightly shorter and has quite a fro uh, of hair yes, going on. Yeah. Yes, there was, there's a lot of hair in this, in this. But uh, yeah, um, so yeah, Jack's the first guy I, I wrote down because just, you know, he, he struck me. And then it, it, for real, for characters, I was like, you know, Jack's my guy. At, at one point, there's a guy on a motorcycle that comes in, but he just ends up getting killed. At first, I was like, because he's all like drunk, swerving on his motorcycle. I'm like, okay, that's my boy. Let, let's learn about this guy. He ends up dying. But um, and then uh, and then the next guy who comes in and that I wrote down was Benjamin Zachary, which is your astronomer physicist. Uh, yes, played by Don Leifert, who is part or well, he used to be part of uh, Don's stable of actors that he would rotate in his different films. Uh, Don ended up playing the lead character in the film Fiend, and he played other roles for Dollar in other movies as well. Was, was this an MST3K movie? This one, I believe, was in a section of specialty MST3K. It was like Cinema okay. Titans or Cinematic Titans or something like that. Yeah, and that they laid did... off air stuff they did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
And it's so funny though, because you know, I I actually had Ben Zachary down as well, because this is just a thing about Don Leifert, the actor. He strikes me as like he's always been like the one actor who you get the sense that he did some community theater, so he suddenly felt like he was better than everybody. So and he always comes on, he has a little bit more ease about him than all the other actors. The other ones are just literally Don's friends who are just playing for his movie. And he's the one who probably did like, you know, a company a community theater version of Oliver or something. And he's right. just like I'm an actor. And so he'll come in and everything he does is just so there. I, I, didn't, I Now that you mentioned that, that, that makes complete sense. Because that's exactly what I got from that guy. Completely. I mean, here, just listen to uh, listen to how he explains himself here. Anything? Well, I don't doubt that. It hit, that is, if it really did hit, around four in the morning. Man, like I said, it was very small to begin with. No, I'd say that it hit around... Eight to ten miles out in the hills. Listen to him trying to input in like that 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 sense of I'm thinking for a word, but I'm not because I know my line. See, that's acting right there. Right, that's acting. And it's funny because you know, uh, first of all, there's so much wrong, like scientifically, with this whole thing. Like, why were they flying by Earth? And really, you you're you're a space people that collect other space people, and you crashed on <laughs> Earth. Well, hey, look, in space with aliens, the galaxy is their ocean, while on Earth we have oceans. And it's not outside of reality that a stronger, you know, society would try to subjugate people and then just move them for their own amusement. So who's to say these aliens, yes, they cause havoc because they came here, but we can't judge the aliens for killing because they were just captives. I mean, for all we know, the entities, they are the real dicks. Like, they ripped them from families and were taking them to put them in a cage to sell, you know, tickets to their to their alien land. Who knows? That's true. Yeah, I, I, there's a whole lot to that. They could have been trying to get a gravity assist from our sun, and it went wrong. They, they were slingshot. That's right. They're like, where's the first atmosphere that I can crash on? You know, Someone could have just shat the bed and typed in the wrong calculations or something. Fucking right? aliens. They do that all the time. They do. But as our NASA representative, you do know a thing about aliens. So I will defer to you on this one, though. <laughs> yes. That I'm glad you brought him up. I want to throw a little love towards Mayor Wicker, played no, by Richard yeah. Dizel. And Mayor Wicker is probably the most unscrupulous mayor next to, if not above, the mayor in Jaws. <laughs> because people are getting ripped apart left and right, but this is all he cares about. This kind of thing can give Perry Hill a bad name. And you're worried about that damned amusement park they want to build outside of town? Amusement park? Jack, we're talking about a $30 million entertainment complex. I mean, it could mean hundreds of thousands of dollars a year for this town. Yeah, and 100,000 headaches, too. Look, Bert, I don't care about that damn complex, and I don't care about how much money it brings to you, to the town, or to anybody. All I know is we've got five killings on our hands, and I think we ought to call in the state police. Oh, dude, this, the, the, scene, the, the shot switches and the... <laughs> And the ADR. And so you can see that Mayor Wicker, <laughs> he, he's clearly only got one thing in mind, and that's dollar signs. And, you know, hey, they're going to build this, this amusement park attraction area that's going to bring in hundreds of thousands of dollars for the community of Perry Hill, Maryland. And God damn it, if there's giant Sasquatch aliens running around eviscerating people. You know what? Full steam ahead, we shall go. So 
Indeed, I, you know I, the first alien was wearing jeans. <laughs> well, that's that was that was when you didn't know who he was as he was transitioning into Ben Zachary. Oh, is that what yes. that was? Ah. Yes. And the other character I need to shout out is also another one of Don's constant stable return go-tos is none other than the inimitable George Stover who played Steven. Quite possibly the strangest setup of a coroner I've ever seen where it's a father, yeah. it's a mother-son operation. It's, 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 it's or, a, sorry, it's an aunt, 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 it's an aunt nephew. That's what aunt, it is. Aunt nephew. Aunt May, aunt May or something. Aunt May. Or, and then yeah. he comes out in a fucking lab coat that they clearly brought from a CVS or something. Right. Hi, Vance. Ted. Hi, Steve. How's it going? Okay, until now. Is the body in here, Sheriff? Yeah. Come on, I'll show you. What do you think, Doc? Oh, that music, man. <laughs> but George is a fixture. He's a, he's a household name for the independent market over in Maryland. And I just any you know anytime he's in something, you just gotta you just gotta see it. I, th- I think he just needs that challenge to step up. Like maybe the MCU needs to call him or something. That's really what it is. He's just waiting to rise to the occasion. Right. So there's some interesting characters. Anybody else you want to mention before we hop onto the story itself? Uh, no. I think we've, we've hit all the good guys. I mean, it's like there's not a whole lot of big characters here it's not like the dark backward where there's you know it's it's you know it's pretty pretty dry as far as that's concerned i would say well i mean you do have uh the giant stilt monster oh yeah i guess we can include the aliens as monsters as characters for sure yes the stilt monster that was nice at at one point i think it's like they put their hands in the feet and we're doing that for the scene move all slow and <laughs> nobody's running away they're just like oh i know it's it's uh, <laughs> again this is like so there's three aliens in this three types there's the tall there's the tall yeti monster with some sort of insect like head yeah uh that walks on stilts then there's the the like, exoskeleton insect thing with the claws and the poison and then there's the the devious one that yes. you can't see <laughs> until yep. it gets dark and then that's some of the best fucking claymation oh my god Hands posing over and they reuse the same claymo- claymation like footage yeah. over and over and over again they just moved it across the screen yeah it was great dude. oh i tell you to be on set the day that don leifert was just getting into a fight with thin air for right. hours on end that would right. have been a magical day uh the other thing that like got me about this was like they took like it would be like five minutes between like they would be walking in the woods and it would just be continually walking through the woods and walking through the woods and just walking through the woods. I'm like, dude, it's been like a minute and a half and no one has said anything. Look, this is it's an independent film. It's only an hour and 20 minutes and it barely yeah. got there. In fact, you know, your, your, motor, your motorcycle guy you like so much. Yeah, they filmed that afterwards just to pad out the runtime. Really they put that in there. It felt like it. So stuff like that, you know, this is a that was a Honda motorcycle, by the way. I wrote that down too. Ah, the more you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the story here. As we said, uh, you know, ship crashes, aliens run amok, 
police don't believe it. They're somewhat inept. And then when uh, the stranger comes in, they don't want their help, even though the police don't know what the fuck to do. And then when this guy starts getting the job done, the police start questioning him, saying, well, I don't know, how'd you get the job done so well? And you know what's funny? This this movie is essentially the, the low-budget, if you can believe it, prototype for a film that Don would do four years later called Night Beast. And Night Beast is everything this movie could have been. It's violent, <laughs> and there's one of the most awkward sex scenes you could ever see starring the fucking sheriff. Sheriff reprises his role. And Richard Dizel reprises his role as the mayor. Like, there's so many... It's, it's literally really? the same fucking movie, except just with more violence and nudity. So we'll have to do that down the road, obviously. Sounds great. I'll have have me back for that one. Yeah. So that's the story. The story is, uh, you know, law enforcement and people don't trust. Um, the mayor doesn't give a shit about his constituents. Pretty much life as we know it. And then there's this, this outsider who knows how to kill shit. And then even he is a fugazi, so... I don't know. Did the story make sense to you? Uh, not really. I mean, sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if, if you just ignore everything that I know about science and all that. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Now, here's what I'm going to say. It, th this movie didn't become awesome until the very last scene. Like I'm sitting here. Oh, yes. Is, why is this alien? telling like is, is is this like is he a super villain and like he's about to destroy the planet and he just wants to tell somebody his super plot like why the fuck is he telling this lady this thing right and then jack comes around the corner is like alien pow kills him <laughs> and i'm like this is the greatest movie ever yes yeah it, talk about taking a page right out of night of the living dead and you just wax your hero <laughs> Right on Uncer unceremoniously. Right, like just he just rolls around the corner and is like kapow, and then he's dead, and then the credits start to roll, and I'm like, oh, okay. Oh yeah. So we need to uh, we need to just go ahead and hear a bit of this. <laughs> Edie, look out! No, Jack, no. <laughs> Still love it. It was Zachary, Jack. It was Zachary. He wasn't gonna hurt me. <laughs> I would be crying. <laughs> credits. Roll the credits. Oh, that's the other thing I forgot to mention. I want to rewind back on Ben Zachary. The character... <laughs> it was funny. His character, other than obviously playing, you know, the alien in human skin... Uh, his entire job was just for exposition. Anytime he showed up, he would just lay out, you know... Yep. 30 seconds to a minute of just dialogue that brought everything up to speed. Well, you're probably wondering why this happened. Well, it's because of this, this, and this, and this. But I don't know what's going to happen next. Cut to five minutes later. So you're probably wondering why all that other stuff happened. Let me tell you why. Right. He goes and he finds the alien, and the alien breaks it down for him. And he's like, oh, yeah. Well, but if he was already there with them, like, why doesn't he know that already? I mean, little yeah. plot holes, but, you know. No, I hated. I absolutely hated it all the way from start to finish. I was like, I didn't. I don't. I don't want to watch this. This is really hard. Really, really hard to watch because I'm like, I have ADHD or something. I don't know, but I can't sit here and watch it. Like, but but I did. I watched it twice, 
And and the only reason I watched it the second time was like because like that ending was awesome. I was so happy with that. I was like, yes. Thankfully, something come out of this. Like I figured he was just gonna disappear, and they were that the guy was gonna wrap his arms around the girl, and they were gonna walk off into the sunset but no he turns the corner and fucking kills him it's awesome <laughs> how can you not be enamored with moments such as this i know you don't care for him, jack but he did save steven and evie's life last night so he's killed one creature look he said there were three altogether, and we haven't seen anything of the other two look they could be miles from this area by now i don't know zachary seems to think they'll stay around here since it's where the spaceship crashed and all Anyway, look, I've got a crucial meeting with Mr. Farino about the entertainment complex. I'll be back in, say, an hour. Call me then, and we'll discuss it further. Brilliant! It's fucking brilliant, Kenny! It's naturalistic. Daniel Day-Lewis, eat your butt out, man. This is yeah. amazing. Okay. So, the story, look, all in all, the story, it made sense. I mean, it went from point A to B to C. Thing Now, were there yeah. some issues, like plot holes? Sure. There always that, are. That's every movie. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, Never it was a simple, simple narrative. You know, bad guys come, bad guys kill, bad guy get killed. Does it win any awards? No. But <laughs> it was there. So now's the big thing. What about the what the fuck factor, Kenny? What sort of things in this movie made you go, what the fuck? You know, and I hate to compare it to the other one that I did, the, the Dark Backward. Um which really had me enamored with the setting. You know, the setting itself was a character in that mm -hmm. movie. Um, this movie was a little drier with that. There wasn't a whole lot of opportunity for myself uh, to kind of dig in. Um, it was weird. It was definitely weird. <laughs> but it wasn't weird, weird. You know, it was just... Right bad weird you know like it I was don't know. very low budget weird yes i yeah. mean it's you know the difference here yeah i mean they did what dark backward for i don't know a few hundred thousand i think is what it was that we saw and this movie was i don't even know if there's even a budget listed for it i don't think so but i, I have a feeling it was only like 10 20 thousand bucks or whatever back then. if that yeah the, the spaceship model the costume i mean it's just all and it was the film the film cost money but that's oh, pretty that much back it then, yeah of course the film too yeah but yeah i mean and, it and was you can tell that it was shot on real film <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so bad there's no touch up on it at all yeah. like you can see the static in the in the reel and all that Chances are they probably filmed it on short ends or something just to cut the cost. But I mean, yeah, it was it was exactly. I mean, the, look, the police station was done in Don's basement, <laughs> so yeah, it, it was a corner of an office with a with a with yes with a like thing. one file cabinet for one, all yeah. the crimes of Perry yeah. Hill, and they just leave their shotguns hanging out on the wall because why not? I, I also noticed that they had a they had a map on the, the screen, right? And I'm sitting here as a Marylander. I'm sitting here trying to figure out exactly like where the hell are they? And they they kept mentioning Harford County, so I know they're up there somewhere. But like you know, I'm like trying to figure out like where are they? I I, I don't know where where that is. What river are you talking about? Like, well, we're gonna do a search along the river. We'll start here. And <laughs> for the next minute, he brings his hand down the river, and then we'll end here. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he said slow it down. <laughs> I'm looking at the map here, and it looks just like a general map of yeah. the state of Maryland, and the highlighted section is Baltimore. Yeah, that's what that's so, what it looked like to me too. I'm like, that's not a that's not an area. What, what's going on there? I I have to call attention to this 
sudden interlude that happens partway through the movie. It's you're about like, I don't know, you're almost halfway through. You're a little more than a third and change. And we cut to this bar. And we are introduced to this dude who's just crunching down beer nuts and slugging back old cores. I'm so glad you brought this up. Then you have this fucking band in the background. (laughs) Yeah. The whole song. Yes. The whole song. This guy is angry drinking. Oh, yeah. Staring at Prince. It's a, and the, exactly, I was just about to mention, so what it is about the fucking 70s, right? Where, like, the lead singer is like a, a carryover from the 60s where he's dressed like Austin Powers. Yep. He's, like, heading up the band. Yep. The guy who's on bass, coincidentally, is played by this fella named Glenn, who was Don's half-brother. So Glenn was actually in this band. This is an actual band, by the way, back then. And uh, they just had this moment to do this um, throwback rock song. And, and meanwhile, we keep cutting to this guy at the bar who is just staring at the band, like, angry drinking. And, like, I'm like, dude, is this guy, like, about to beat up the lead singer? But he's, like, pissed off all these people, throwing them back. You know? And, you know, so when uh, the song ends, he just uh, gets up and he fucking boots out. And he's walking home, and then he proceeds to hear some noises in his house. Mm-hmm. And he goes downstairs to investigate, picks up his pistol, because why not? And very poorly handles it. Because... Very, very poorly. And I will say, I did love the the jump scare of this. It was so simple, but so effective. Crawling into the basement, looking, he goes into the dark corner, clicks the light, and then boom, there's this tall motherfucker with hair pants on. Yeah. And it's the giant Yeti beast on stilts. And he's clawing him, and it is one of the more bloody death scenes for a movie that, according to IMDb, is rated G. So... That's pretty funny that to me. Gory. Yeah. But I mean, look, I Disney movies are rated G and they don't have anywhere near this much That's blood. True. That's true. So <laughs> Um why why was the alien in the basement? Like nobody wanted like why what was it just waiting down there? I he mean, got lost, okay? He probably got apparently. lost. The, the, the sun went down, he got scared of the dark, <sighs> and he got startled when the light came on. He said, "Fuck!" and he just reached out and stabbed and that's, you know, you do that too, you know? Uh, yeah, I would do that. I've done that, yeah. I know. It's I've Florida, heard so I haven't gotten in trouble for it. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I wrote down, guy drinks angrily and watches a prince wannabe play an, an entire song, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, guys, we got a 30-minute movie. We need to pad this shit. This is very much in line with another auteur that is on the show this season. Um, Neil Breen, uh, the first movie we talk about with that is how that movie is just padded like the runtime is padded to all get out because he clearly shot a 35 minute movie and thought fuck okay let me show everything twice (laughs) and now i have a 70 minute movie and now let me show things at least another third time and boom we have a feature and that's the path of least resistance yeah sounds like a ken art it does sound like a ken art maybe one day we'll do a subversive cinema on On our our own on eddie harkis or something 
Because people will love that. We'll have to yeah, put it on yeah, the internet for people to see. Yeah, no one will ever know what we're talking about. <laughs> That'll be the special episode where we just link them to it. Uh, I just need to hear this uh, mayor go batshit again over nothing. Do you really expect us to believe all that? Jack, believe him. I was there. It happened. I saw it. Acting? Acting. Oh, man. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. There's, there's good things. There's good things galore. I I appreciate everything. I like how uh, Zachary has this weird... <laughs> how he, he unveils his methodologies of killing these different aliens. And it's just like, he's saying it's so blasé. Yeah. Uh, and ha- by the way, so how did he set this one up? It was simple enough to figure out. This is a hard-shelled insect form. Since bullets didn't penetrate it... I knew a different approach was needed. I've got a high-frequency speaker over there. Of course he does, because somehow you can run a giant fucking 25-inch speaker into the middle of the woods and power it in 1978. In 1978? And didn't he just arrive here? I mean, where did you get that? Then again, we forgot. He's an alien, so... Yeah, that's he mean, that. he could have it could be technology. He could have a replicator, for all we know. It could not be what he said it was and literally just be some type of uh, tool specifically designed to kill that particular thing. I mean, he's just like, it's a, it's a speaker because you're a dumb human. <laughs> that is a very, very valid point, Ken. It very well could have been anything he goddamn well wanted it to be. I feel like the more we talk about it, the more we can justify it and the better it gets. Dude, that's that's the point of this is like you got to really drill deep and find the intention behind things. You know, I uh, I need to hear some of this awesome exchange of how <laughs> you got the three dudes who are walking down right to go hunt and kill this this creature. And then you got trash bag man, a.k.a. insect dude. Just kind of hanging out, waiting for them to cross in front. He's waiting for his cue. And then all shit breaks loose. Four different shots. Right up in the air. Nobody hits him. Nope. Ta-da! At first, at this point, um, I had actually written down, like, why don't they ever kill women? Because at this point, like, we'd only seen, we'd, we've seen two groups go out and a woman was with each group, but nobody killed the women. Like, they only killed the dudes. Yes. So I, I thought that might have come become a thing later, but I guess it didn't. Well, so. maybe the aliens have, like, you know, the code, like, Leon the Professional, no women, no kids. Ah, yeah, sort of the Predator. Yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> so did Predator. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't bring up the um, long, protracted scene of kids just playing ball oh, yeah. in the sun very in slow motion for, let me see how long that takes. Just to find a body. It, it's like a minute and a half or something. It's about a minute and change, yeah, to find a desiccated corpse of some dude yeah this is the just one. some random dude yeah he's just third monster. walking back 
you know, he's coming out of his house. He's just minding his own business. And sh- or no, he's walking up to his house, minding his own business. Shit starts flying around the yard. And then he's enveloped in this giant red cloud of glitter yep. uh, that apparently sucks his life out. Yep. Because you can't yeah. see it at daytime. Oh, and it sounds so good. So much good sound in this movie. I tell you what, the soundtrack is killer. That's the second thing I wrote. The first thing I wrote was special effects are amazing. The second thing I wrote was love the music. The music was done by a fella named Kenneth Walker. Mm, Great name. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. How much fun did he have making music for this? Fucking synth. This is like leading the way to the 80s before the 80s was a thing. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, you're going to pay me how much? And (laughs) I need to do how much music? I'll have it done this afternoon. Come back tonight. Oh, this, this is just so... It's so silly. And I love it's like four locations it's don's house it's gunpowder fall state park which i've i've been to many times oh then you should recognize half of these locales no, i don't reckon i know nothing <laughs> I, there was no recognizable anything in that movie at all in fact at one point i saw some big hills in the back and i'm like that doesn't look like maryland why do we have hills like that but you know who knows I, uh, the 70s i like how chipper this woman is after having narrowly escaped murder in the very beginning that later on when she's like sitting there talking to oh yeah she had she doesn't talk for a little while and then she comes back and starts talking and she's like oh i'm fine you know yeah she's sitting there talking with our handsome deputy. today yeah <laughs> what <laughs> sorry i forgot what podcast we're on yeah hi pete oh mary jane how are you i'm a lot better now thanks well it's good to see you up and around <laughs> i uh, know you've been through a lot yeah, I heard that Susan went through it, too, and it was probably worse than what happened to me. Yeah, you were both lucky to get away. I know. I talked to Mr. Zachary, and he thinks that our screaming may have helped keep the creature away. Whoa! What? Information. Love the sympathy from Jack. I mean, yeah. what, a great, what a great sheriff. Well, this is the deputy, Deputy Pete. He's just like, Oh, that's yeah. a Pete? Okay, yeah. That's the, young, the younger guy. Yeah, the guy yeah, with the bad haircut. Yeah. Yeah, he he's got that. He's got movie star good looks. I don't know what ever happened. Why couldn't he have uh, gotten further? But instead, I think this is his only role. <laughs> so, womp womp. Yep. Oh, music department. You know what's funny about the guy who did the music? He uh, didn't go on to do a lot of other music stuff, but he sure as shit went on to do a lot of special effects in other movies, such as Dogma, The Dark Half, and uh, Frankenhooker. Really. Yeah. I mean, Dogma? Like, Frank, uh, Kevin Smith's? Yeah, he did oh, the, nice. the wing mechanics mm. for their their angel wings. Well, Kevin I Smith's kind of local to the area. He's in New Jersey, but yeah, that's, he, would that's be, right. he would be aware of him, I'd imagine, as a filmmaker. You know? How would you do that with Frankenhooker? How'd you, how'd you nail that gig? Yeah, I don't know that movie. Sorry. You don't know Frankenhooker? I do not. All right, well, now we have something else for you to come back on oh, as well. Season four, baby. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Anything else that comes to mind that you got little notes there for? 
No, uh, I just went through my whole notes. Um, that, that's all I've got. Uh, this one's uh, this is, this is not, not as many cherries to pick off this tree as there was with the dark backward. Um, that's but, true. Uh, this is a lot more straightforward. It's a shorter yeah. piece where there's a lot more repetition of the beats where the, the sheriff is always the same guy. The sh You know, the deputy is always the same guy. Everybody is always the same person. Right. And because of that, there you know the scenes sort of do blur together. I mean, this conversation is essentially the same thing that these cops have all the time. Yeah, she wanted to know about Ernie, Clay, and Richie. You tell her what Susan said about a monster killing them? No, I think Susan was just a little hysterical, the shock and everything, you know. Mm, like Mary Jane, huh? Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much the energy level between those two guys the entire time. That's got to be the case. It's just that they're hysterical because they're women. That's that. It was a different time. And in the first in the first scene, like uh, they they were both they like the guy and the girl. They walk down to the lake, and the guy's like rubbing on her and stuff. She's like, "Stop! No, we're not doing that here." And he's like, "Oh, fine. I'll just wait in the car." I'm like, "Jesus Christ! What'd you bring her out here for?" <laughs> right by the lake come on this is the most romantic place <laughs> oh 70s. shit uh you you mean uh this whole thing here right i said no yep <laughs> well if you're gonna be like that i'm gonna go wait in the car i'll see you back at the car <laughs> i'll see you back at the car he's like but he's like moping away. Yeah. Oh, thought I was gonna score finally. Oh, it's like, oh, oh you wouldn't give me your consent. I'm just gonna go back and be a dick in the car alone. And then he gets eaten by a monster, and she gets hit by a motorcycle. And then Mister <laughs> yes. uh, Mister Zachary cures her of her of her disease. So it's all good. It's all wonderful. Yeah. He went back to his car to listen to Gordon Lightfoot on his eight track. Oh, that is definitely a Joe sort of thing. Oh, so you're probably wondering what we're talking about. I'm sure Kenny, oh, sorry. Will, Kenny will promote that uh, at the end of the, the show here. Uh, so <laughs> let's, let's just get to the, let's get to the point of it here. So you've heard it all. So how, how subversive do you think this, this little movie here was? Oh, man, opinion? this is uh man there's a fine line between subversive and bad right i mean that's where the magic lies i gotta say this movie was bad <laughs> all the way up to the end <laughs> when when jack comes out and kills the hero and then the credits roll i'm like dude this is gold <laughs> that did subvert your expectations didn't it <laughs> it did indeed and and at first i didn't think this thing had a, a, like any running at all to be subversive in the in the way that you've defined it but uh i think this has got a little bit of sauce on it man all right i like it so what do you think like a four five three out of ten yeah what did i give the other one um i don't remember that's a whole other way four yeah, yeah four feels I'm right to me a four feels good you know like i'm i almost want to give a pity five but a five's too high i'm sorry <laughs> We're gonna rock a four on that. Yeah, we're gonna rock a four. We're gonna do. We're gonna do the the pity four. I like it. I like it. Ken. Yes, sir. 
do you have anything that you would like to promote? Perhaps any other podcasts or anything? <laughs> well, <laughs> since you asked, uh, I uh, am part of a podcast called That Was Disappointing. Um, I've Don't got tell my me good more. Yeah, I got my good friend Art. Uh, oh, you may hey know there. him. Yeah, that's me. Our other good friend Joe. And, oh, yeah, uh, that's him. We have a uh, a menagerie. That's not right because those are animals. Um, well, Joe guests. is kind of an animal, so that join us and we talk dark comedy stuff we keep it uh, non-topical as far as hot button issues and you can find us at that was disappointing.com rock and roll i'll have to put that in the show notes <laughs> and i bet you will <laughs> probably will the real important question is where can you find this masterpiece and check it out for yourself well kenny found it on youtube i happen to own the vhs of it because i'm old school like that awesome uh but you can also buy the dvd or the blu-ray um i believe they have the blu-ray on amazon there's a collector's edition version as well as you can rent or buy it on prime video so you got plenty of options to check out this piece from don dollar 1978's the alien factor oh man ken it's always a pleasure to have you on here to bullshit around about some fun stuff so yeah, man thanks, thanks for, for broadening my uh, cinema horizon Oh, but of course, of course. And I have to thank Don, wherever you are, for giving us this. So it's, uh, it's a treasure, and we'll have some more of Don's work down the we, road. We love you, hon. That's right. You, that, you got us there, Pally. Yeah, you got us, hon. All right. Until the next time, stay subversive. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you leave us a review and a five-star rating at your preferred podcast provider. Tell a friend so they can check it out, too. And follow us on Instagram at subversive underscore cinema for more content. Subversive cinema.